So we're going to be checking out five smart financial habits for 2022, according to the Forbes advisor. So let's check this out. So a new year means new beginnings, new possibilities, new opportunities, and new experiences. It also means fresh chances. Things may or may not have panned out the way one wanted last year, but reflecting on the year gone by and having a new outlook is the key to a better future. And if the last two years have taught the world something, it is the importance of financial security and the need to be prepared for life and its uncertainties. Working towards financial stability is a process and two days of work won't make us any richer than yesterday. That shouldn't deter one from cultivating necessary habits and instead be all the more reason to start working towards them. Scientific research indicates that it takes about an average of 66 days for behavior to become a part of your lifestyle routine and in other words, a habit. So, if there is a good time to start working towards our personal financial goals and inculcate some financial discipline, it is now. Here are some habits one could cultivate to accomplish your goals in 2022. So track your expenses. A good first step in financial planning is to start tracking your expenses. Know where your expenditure is going and how much. Sometimes looking at things from a vantage point helps in understanding them better. So take a look at your income expenses from a broader perspective to identify what can be cut down and then narrow down your focus to optimize your spending. I'd have to really agree with this. This is probably the most important thing that people need to do when like managing their money. You have to understand what you're spending your money on because you can't fix anything. You can't change anything if you have no clue what's going on. So in case it gets tedious to keep a tab of all your expenditure, expense management apps can come to your rescue. Since the apps would have a record of all your transactions, it will help you review your expense profile better and help prioritize your spending. Considering that there has been a massive shift to digital spending in India, but not also just India because this article is based for like India, it's also in the United States. Basically anywhere in the world, spending is moving so strong in the digital space that is absolutely crazy. Right. So, for example, you could use something like something called Mint, like Mint.com for tracking your spending because you could just link it straight to your bank account. Or this is what I prefer to do. You carry like one of those like tiny, mini little Walmart, like 89 cent, 99 cent pocket notebooks. Right. With like a pencil or a pen, probably a pen. And you just jot down what you actually spent your money for that day and you just track what you actually spent, right? And you do that for like a week, right? Just so that you could get like a somewhat better understanding as to, okay, what is basically on average, like your daily expenses, right? Now, obviously it changes work like week to week because you, know, you might have to fill up differently. You might have different like monthly expenses that come at different times. So that also is a factor. But it just gives you a better understanding. Next, build your savings. Saving is difficult, but saving for a rainy day is essential as a solid savings base would give you a cushion to handle uncertainties in a better way. A plan for savings should begin at the budgeting stage itself. 
A systematic approach for budgeting, often suggested by financial experts, is the 50-30-20 rule of thumb. So according to it, an individual should allot 50% of the income to essential expenses or needs, living, food, and other expenses, 20% towards personal expenditure or wants, luxuries and leisure, and 20% towards savings or financial goals, such as investments. Now, here's the thing, right? Yes, you could technically do something like this, but it's honestly better more so to basically save and invest pretty much 50 of your income, right? And then basically live off of 25 and then have 25 for emergencies. So however it is, important to know that there's no one-size-fits-all. You can arrive at your own rule of thumb after taking into account your income and financial goals. Set a target and work towards it. If you can save more, do so by all means, and if you have reached your savings target, give incremental savings a shot. Remember, a penny saved is a penny earned. Next, you can start investing. It is never too early or too late to start investing. You need not necessarily be the big bull or the big bear in the capital markets to start investing. Start off with small but smart investments. Try convenient and smart tools like systematic investment plans or SIPs. SIP has become popular for investing regularly in mutual funds. It is like a recurring deposit but market linked, hence it gives you the flexibility and convenience to invest the amount of your choice. Now, another way to view it, too, so if you go into the description of this episode, for those that are listening to this or stumble upon this, in the description, you'll see two links. You'll see a Robinhood link, which, by the way, if you join Robinhood through that link, you'll get a stock potentially worth up to $500. And there's an Acorns link as well, and I think you get, I think, like 5 or $10 by joining that through that link. But here's the main thing. With Acorns, they basically automatically invest your money into, like, depending on your risk tolerance, into, like, mutual funds, index funds, bonds, that kind of stuff, right? But they do it automatically every time you spend money, which is a pretty nice way. So, like, anytime you end up spending money, they just round it up to the next dollar and automatically start investing your money. So, that's a pretty hands-off way. I like it just because I really personally hate spending money on anything, but this basically helps me break the barrier of spending money, right? Because some people just do not like spending money. I am one of them. I hate spending money, but knowing that every time I do spend money, I'm also investing, it makes it a little bit easier for me, right? Because that is something that I personally struggle with. I hate spending money. Now, for Robinhood, you could do something with that when you link up an account with Robinhood where you can automatically set daily, weekly, or bi-weekly, or even monthly investing habits, right? Where it automatically invests into something specific every single time. So, for example, you could automatically invest into something like the S&P 500 every day, every week, every month, right? A set amount all the time so that you don't ever have to think about it. And you know, due to the track record of, you know, the S&P 500, that you're pretty much 
over the long term going to be making good money. Now, again, anything can happen, but based off the S&P 500's track record, by the way, you could also have it do something called basically a drip where the dividends that are paid from the S&P 500 get automatically reinvested straight back into buying more S&P 500, you're going to continuously compound the amount of money that your investments will make automatically, which is an amazing feeling. So you can start small and then you can work towards having a diverse portfolio of various financial instruments once you get a hang of it. Look at low-risk mutual funds or index funds and keep long-term in mind always. Options such as fixed deposits, recurring deposits, provident funds, national pension scheme, and others are other traditionally safe bets for those with a lesser risk appetite. So don't underestimate the power of compounding returns. Neither chase after high returns in the short term. Slow and steady wins the race for a reason, but that said... Risk is inevitable in market-linked financial programs, hence building a risk appetite in line with our goals is critical. One of the most important things to remember while investing is not to be swayed by the fear of missing out. Don't wait until too long to invest, but never invest out of the fear of missing out. Always do your research and never solely rely on others' advice as capital markets are associated with risk. Patience is a virtue. Secure yourself and your family. The importance of health and term insurance policies can't be stressed enough. Not only does insurance protect you from unforeseen risk, but it could help you in the long run. Provided there is adequate coverage by covering your medical health costs, your out-of-pocket expenses shall be restricted. You don't need to dip into your savings, and they are also great tax savers. Having health, medical, term, and or life insurance is prudent, and it helps secure yourself and your family in terms of uncertainty. And opting for insurance at a younger age will give you benefits such as lower premium charges. But thorough research is imperative while purchasing health, medical, and life-term insurances. Carefully read all the terms and conditions before opting for one. So tax planning. Tax planning is a basic and important part of financial planning. It helps in reducing tax liabilities. Therefore, don't just look for tax savings and initiatives at the end of the financial year or when it is time to file your tax returns. Start planning early, preferably at the beginning of a new fiscal year. There are various ways to reduce your tax liabilities, such as minimizing taxable income, by investing in various government schemes. Another way is to plan your tax deductions well in advance so that you could claim a reduction in taxes payable. Life insurance, health insurance, mutual funds, home loan interest, and others are some of the areas where standard deductions can be availed. The bottom line, financial planning is the first steps towards financial security. It's important to set out simple goals and start off on the journey. The basics can go a long way in ensuring you have a solid start on your financial journey. So this was written by Lizzie Chapman which I thought was pretty cool. I liked the article. I agree with a lot of it. So if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 Feel free to give your thoughts about this article. I thought this article was well written.